This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Goldbranson, and with me as always are my friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going, hey, guys? It's going good. It's going good. Good. Enjoying warmer weather, because it's not... The, you got the Video Junkyard Podcast weather report. It's not shitty out. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it is not shitty out. It was beautiful out here today. I don't know how... I think you guys have similar weather yeah. um, up that way. Um, and... Ryan being in Milwaukee, probably about the median yeah. between us. Mm-hmm. and But yeah, I was in the 60s, and we were outside pretty much all day today. We, we took the kids on a, a hike that we did, like, went to, like, a um, like forest preserve and did a couple miles out in, you know, the woods. It got all muddy, and um, that was fun, and then took them out for a bike ride in the afternoon. So they're good and exhausted. Hopefully they'll Excellent. do good sleeping tonight, and I'm exhausted, so hopefully I can stay awake through this podcast. And <laughs> but no, it was fun. It was great. Um, first day we got to like be outside all day in a long. Well, time. and I think that's really needed, especially right now when you know we're hearing all the stuff on the news about like potential quarantine with with this sure. thing, you know. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. let me get outside first before we have to deal with that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it was beautiful today. I actually, did some little bit of yard work that I could, and we grilled, and I took the kids to the comic shop and got them some ice cream. So, yeah, just enjoyed some time outside, which was desperately needed. Yeah. It's amazing how that actually does, like, make you feel yeah. better, too. Just open, just open in the window. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. Yep, getting some air, some fresh air in your house. That's, like, the best thing in the world. Even if your house isn't, like actually like smell bad it just like seems like that makes everything that it's that's better. when you realize yeah, it does that's when you realize you need fresh oxygen yeah that's when yeah, you realize that's, that's what i was trying not to say i was trying to like be like oh, i'm just you know am i calling myself or calling myself out for having a stinky house here oh i'm i'm uh, sure yeah <laughs> i mean we have three-year-old twins so that's yeah what goes and, a, and an elderly dog this is going well so Oh yeah, I know I've done anyway, that with with, like, with our house too. It's just like, all right, open every window possible, air everything out, just because I want to. And then you do that. You walk outside, back in a few times to to check, like, does it stink? Yes. Does it smell different? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then you get paranoid that like maybe I'm just used to it. Maybe it still smells terrible, and I just. What oh, are we yeah, talking I've about today, that. Eric? <laughs> Especially when you walk into I'm, somebody else's blind. house for the first time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Moving. And there's that smell, and you're like, what? Does my house have this too? Does it always smell like something cooking, but like old? <laughs> the answer yes. is yes. I think anywhere where people cook, or like, or ever, you know, at, or live, yes. Oh yes, Ryan, we do. We are going to talk I about a movie. So. I think so because that's literally the only <laughs> thing I, mean, I did today. I didn't even leave like the apartment. I, I just watched this. I just watched this movie. I opened, you opened, I opened a window, window and... and then watched Demolition Man. Yeah, so today we are going to talk about the 1993, dare I say, modern classic sci-fi action comedy um, Demolition Man. 
uh, starring Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Play that trailer. And Sandra Bullock. I should. Uh, and Rob Schneider. Include her as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We we're using the the word starring there pretty pretty loosely, but yes. Play roll that trailer. At the end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm gonna love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi! From another time. Pass is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Oh, hell. Will be unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone. Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man. Uh, and yeah, we'll get a, get you guys a little synopsis of the film as well if anyone, you know, our age isn't familiar with it. Um, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes go at it amid a dazzling cyber future in this explosive hit. In 2032, arch-criminal Simon Phoenix awakens from a 35-year deep freeze in cryo-prison to find a serene, non-violent Los Angeles that's incorrect, ready for, take, for the taking. Unable to deal with, the Phoenix, with Phoenix's brutal 1990s style, officials seek an old-fashioned cop to fight old-fashioned crime. They revive Sergeant John Spartan unjustly serving a cryo-prison sentence because of his last encounter with Phoenix. Sandra Bullock and Benjamin Bratt also uphold the law in this terrific mix of action and humor. That's pretty awful back-of-the-box description. Is. That was quite it also lengthy. takes place in a future melded San Francisco-Los Angeles megalopolis called San Angeles. Yeah. Not in Los Angeles, but anyway. So they didn't even watch the movie, but that's fine. So. <laughs> uh, we did. Um, yes, we yeah. did. And uh, so this is one that coming off the shelf, I hadn't seen in a long time, but it is one that I'd seen quite a few times um, and enjoyed pretty much throughout. So as a kid, you know, in the intermediate, and I definitely enjoyed it watching again, not to, not to give any spoilers on the end of the show, but... Um, what do you guys, what's your personal history with Demolition Man? Is there one you're familiar with? Uh, yeah, I actually really loved this one um, when it when it came out. I remember there being a fair amount of buzz because it, it's, it was a futuristic movie that dealt with pop culture. So 
you know, like the significance of Taco Bell in this movie was not lost <laughs> on a teenager in the 90s. Uh, plus, or Pizza Hut. Or right, Pizza right. Hut, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was an action movie. It had... I was trying to actually sat my my daughter Lisa watched this one for a little bit. She fell asleep, but she watched a little bit of it with me <laughs> yeah. the, uh, this morning. And um, I was trying to explain who Sylvester Stallone was to her, and I was like, he was kind of like The Rock before The Rock, um, you know. Or, which she was like, who? And I'm like, Dwayne Johnson. So she again, she knows him as Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock. But oh, I, right. yeah, this was one that I remember really, really liking. Um, never owned it, but it was a frequent rental, and one of those mm-hmm. where when it's on, I'd watch it. How about you, Ryan? You familiar? Or did you see Demolition Man before? Uh... So yeah, uh, so <laughs> this is one of those movies that go go with my classic storytelling of how movies were introduced to me, and that's through a pinball machine. Oh, uh, nice. Really, like this was this was another one of those pinball machines that showed up in the small town bar that I was like mm-hmm. obsessed with and I loved because it's the coolest fucking pinball machine. Um, up there with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and and. Uh, a few others including doctor who there it's weird nice. it, that my life is like based on these fucking um pinball machines crazy movie pinball but Demol- demolition man was one of those movies where it's like grew up that's what i knew about it i didn't know anything else about it and then years later i was uh visiting uh like my parents friends in illinois something like that where uh they had it they had it sitting like on their movie shelf i was think i was like 10 now no, I was around 12 or, 12 or 11, actually. It was a little bit older. But I was like, holy shit, that's the pinball machine. Let's fucking throw it in. And after watching the whole thing, I fucking loved it. And I still love it to this day. In <laughs> fact, I bought it used uh, nice. recently just to watch it for this review. Because it's like, yeah, you know what? Why don't I own this? So Yeah, I kind of had that, like, after you said that, I kind of had that regret. Like, I probably could have picked this up cheap. And this one definitely should be on my collection. So... I may still do that. It's uh, yeah, same here. It's worth it. <laughs> um, cool. So this movie is, as I I said I, at the beginning, kind of a little bit hard to classify. Maybe I, generally I'd call it a science fiction film, but it's I definitely got aspects of you know action movie um, and um, comedy because it's actually is pretty funny and functions as a comedy like they definitely it's definitely intentionally funny and written in a lot of the social critique and the it's a good satire uh, film that's what it is yeah it's (laughs) and so i guess where i wanted to start is like this being a vehicle for two actors who got their start uh, or at least okay so sylvester stallone obviously being got his start um in the late seventies uh, with the early Rocky films and, and the like uh, Rambo movies, but throughout the eighties becomes known as like one of the, you know, big two or three action guys, right? There's Schwarzenegger, there's Stallone. Maybe you could, you know, throw in your Van Damme and um, Chuck Norris and, and et cetera, et cetera. Dolph. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. But, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. But he's definitely, I'd say Stallone, Schwarzenegger are the two oh, yeah. that you think yeah. of right off the top of your head. Um, by the time we roll into the early 90s, he's kind of stretching a little bit and doing some stuff that's a little bit different. Uh, Schwarzenegger is as well, but I think in very different ways. Um, so I guess just to start off, like, what are your thoughts on um, Stallone as an actor? And uh, um, especially coming into a movie like this, were you aware of him, you know, as a kid? And what are, what are your thoughts on it now? Um, I, I 
I definitely knew Stallone was at this point. I, I ironically though, I had not seen any Rocky movie yet. And when I first saw this, I had not seen any Rocky movie and I had not seen um any of the Rambo films. Mm-hmm. Just clips, but never the entire stuff. Um but I he was a respectable action hero, you know. And yeah, he was a little older in this one, and you're right, Schwarzenegger was still doing movies around this time. Schwarzenegger was playing it, I feel, and this isn't a criticism, but he was kind of playing it a little bit safer. A lot of the movies he was in were very, very similar. They kind of, it's easy to get them mixed up, you know. Um, mm. Stallone was doing some different things, so hits and misses, you know, like he was <laughs> yeah, doing stuff like Stop or My Mom Will back. Shoot. But then, he, <laughs> but then he'd have stuff like this. So yeah. it's one thing I'll always give Stallone credit for is his ability to do, he has a wider range, I think, as an actor. Um, so he's more adventurous that's for sure he he is i mean if you you know go back and watch the first rocky and it's actually a a very touching movie um you know it's kind of the quintessential underdog story right and then yeah um the first rambo movie as well is is incredibly intense and emotional um Mm -hmm. you know despite being you know this kind of crazy action movie the very first rambo movie is 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 pretty nuts and how um well, it's pretty maybe. different from what it goes on to be doing the sequel. Oh, yeah, the sequels, it is. Like. <laughs> the, the second one is like, okay, now this is what we're going to be doing. Okay, but yeah, that first <laughs> one, the first one's got it's a lot of, it's a movie that I think should be discussed more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how it deals with PTSD right. and so on. It was one of the first movies to really do that. So I have always given uh, Stallone credit for his ability to kind of not just be the same action star in every movie. He definitely hams it up in this one as the action star, but it's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Ryan? you have any general thoughts on Stallone or his, well, as an actor, as a presence? And... <laughs> I think this is the, like, like, he was always, he always existed. There was that. Um, and same, I never really watched much of his of his movies. I, th- I, would, I would catch them here or there. I, would, I was aware of who he was, but this, I think, was... I don't know if this is the first movie I actually saw completely that he was in, but it's definitely one of my, it is my top one Stallone movie where, you know, he is the star, you know, of it. Um, I just love Stallone in the future. <laughs> uh, there's <laughs> yeah. this little thing like headcanon in my mind, like uh, that Judge Dredd, which came out like two years after this, which is not as good mm-hmm. as Demolition Man. Oh, no. But no. Uh, in my mind, it, jokingly, I'm like, I think Judge Dredd is like the sequel to Demolition Man of what happened to society after he fucked it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the little in joke sh- for me. I'm sure you'll figure it out, or I will. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like where it just goes to hell in a handbasket. But uh, this, um, this is this this is where I want Stallone. This does kind of show his range of like he can do the action stuff, but he can also deliver funny lines. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's he's funny in this movie. Like he has an action star esque thing, but he becomes the our favorite phrase on the show: "Fish out of water." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, continuing <laughs> that, that theme of the fish out of the water movie. cops. Yeah. Um, with the last one being Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, so. And it, he's just a fucking riot. Um, yeah, I'd say yeah. in general, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I would actually say, and this a lot of this may come from hindsight. When I first saw it as a kid, I'm not sure how aware of him I was, and I might be in the same boat as you, being a kid that wasn't really allowed to watch R-rated films and whatever. But this might have been the first movie I saw start to finish, 
that Stallone was in. I'm not sure how I got to watch this one, but I did. And uh, I don't know if it was on cable or what, but you know what I um, want to definitely s- one that I saw. I want to say yep, that sorry. Wesley Snipes is a fucking national treasure in this movie. Yes. Yes, <laughs> like, he is. I whether, was, or, was... whether or not he enjoyed the role. I know he didn't enjoy the haircut. He shaved it off as soon yeah, as they yeah. stopped production. But my God, is he is like he's the greatest Joker, non-Joker Joker character. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he I was, was gonna so say most fun. people and yeah, and I wanted to talk about Wesley Snipes as well. Um most people probably associate him most closely with the Blade movies or whatever, you know. Um he's kind of like cold ones, but, but... and just flat in those movies. Yeah, this by far is my favorite performance of his <laughs> in anything. Yeah. And I think he's fantastic in this movie. And they play off of each other so well because, you know, Stallone's playing the, the tough guy cop and, um, I don't know, Snipes, just the way he kind of sends him up and gets him all. <laughs> I don't know. They're just they're just perfect. They're Batman and the Joker. I think that's a yeah, really good Yeah, I was going to say. Actually, he is... kind of like, Lisa yeah. said that as we were watching the first like minute and a half of Wesley Snipes being on the screen. She's like, he's like the Joker. I'm like, yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One With of the, the best hair and everything. Yeah. Even the Joker fucking pants. <laughs> well, it's just the Even the, the, the chaos and the yeah. the plotting. You know, the whole thing with the hostages and you know the the constant laughing yeah. and all that stuff. It it was uh, yeah, very 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 much. Yeah, he's he's fantastic in this. Do you guys have any thoughts on Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Uh, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I, I, she's never. She's a been... fan. She she is what she is. She's a fan girl. She's just that's what she is. Like, oh my god, it's like it's like she represents the audience of watching the movie and like I'm in a Stallone movie. But her the running mm. gag with her character is that she's a she's a '90s fanatic, and she just yeah. like <laughs> loves the '90s so I, much. I I'd like, like to think she she might actually be in real life like this is when i was <laughs> like she's in, actually got all this stuff this is this is when i was in every goddamn movie that came out so i have my entire <laughs> house i don't know honestly out of all the movies i've seen her in unfortunately um this one doesn't bother me very much because she is no. kind of supposed to be a spacey kind mm. of a character and unfortunately i feel like she comes off that way in every or did come off that way in every movie in the 90s i never really understood her appeal yeah you know? in my opinion is of her at the time when I saw this was essentially she was like my least favorite actress of the time. I found her pretty much unwatchable. I my opinion on her has softened a lot, and I've seen stuff in it that I have actually been able to enjoy, you know, later in her career. This movie never bugged me though. She seemed to fit like the character was just maybe yeah. it's typecasting or whatever. But well, no, yeah. you have a whole society of just annoying fucking people, and she's probably like the least annoying future character. Well, uh, and her her constantly to, mix, well, there's mixing Bob. up her Bob is catchphrases, but yeah, her yeah, yeah she's yeah. always me- messing up catchphrases and and you know, <laughs> common stuff like that. And that that was a going joke. Okay, I'm with you. Let's go blow this guy. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, there's there's some good ones in there. I I will say I do I I have and do occasionally use you can take this and shovel it. I do yeah. use that. Um, I don't know why that's another good point for me, but it it, brings me back to how good Stallone really is in this movie. Is they they we're talking about how they him and Snipes play so well about uh, off of each other. I actually think Stallone and Sandra Bullock work well together too, which is an odd it's an odd pairing, and maybe it shouldn't work, but it works really well. And that's why I think to to, to close off the Stallone thing is like I give her I give hats off to him. I've always thought he was kind of heads and tails above 
he's definitely an action guy, right? Like he's definitely that, you know, eighties, you know, big muscles, um, straight kind of, you know, tough guy, action dude, big manly action dude. But I feel like he's got acting chops that a lot of the other ones don't like he's able to kind of read a scene and bring some humor and bring some other stuff into it that even in some of his like, you know, most hard straight up action roles, I, I find him. So he's, he's probably my favorite of that group is really all, yeah. all I'm going for. And this is a good performance yeah. and kind of shows that he does have range as an actor. Yeah. You, you know, it's, you know, what's really fucking strange about this movie. And he shows up again in judge dread. Rob fucking Schneider is in this goddamn movie. <laughs> yes. Rob you, you know, Schneider. I, I and actually... he shows up again in Judge Dread. Hence my theory that it's the same fucking movie, it's but, just, or same universe. But I actually made a note about that. So like, this movie has Rob Schneider, which would be a problem, but he isn't in it very much, so it's going to get extra points for wasting Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> well, which I don't know if you I can mean, really he, waste he Rob Schneider <laughs> because he is kind of waste, but he, it's he does it, fit he is the perfect character for the one running gag in the movie one of the running gags in the movie three seashells the se- three yeah. fucking seashells that has to be mentioned for sure which i um, uh, for it, those it of still, you who don't know this day bugs me that i don't know how the three seashells work <laughs> uh, i did see a graphic a meme recently with all the, yeah. the virus yeah um, <laughs> things again joe, so it's funny joe We're why don't you describe to the viewers what the three seashells are <laughs> And how to use them, please. I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> and that bugs me. That really well, bothers me. Well, in, in this future, they don't longer use uh, toilet paper. And uh, they use three seashells, which they never describe how they fucking work. And the movie, the, even the last line of the movie is Stallone going like, oh, I got one thing I need to know. How the fuck do those three seashells work? Uh, and yeah. it's great. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't fucking know. Yep. So yeah, it's and that's one of the things I liked about this movie is there's some really clever aspects. It's you know you were saying earlier on like is it a um, an action movie or a sci-fi movie? Uh, honestly, it's the '90s had some really good sci-fi movies that would draw you in with with the action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know I'm thinking well '80s and '90s. I'm thinking RoboCop, uh, Total Recall. Total Recall, yeah, and that's this, the one that came to mind. Thing. And this, yep. where these are really heady um, and and quintessential good science fiction, but they happen to be coming out in an era when science fiction in film had a lot of action tossed into. Mm. You could strip away the action from this, and it's a really good quintessential kind of science fiction type tale, where it's not just using yeah. a science fiction like hook to tell a run-of-the-mill story. The... The utopian, the society that that the world building they're doing in this is uh, is worth discussing. You know, it's worthy of of considering just as much as uh, you know yeah, Vonnegut since, and some other ones. Since you brought that up, I think it's it, bear, it bears speaking about a little more about um, kind of the the source of comedy and and the the you know situation that um, you know Stallone uh, wakes up and you know, this future society just full of like, well, as Ryan said, it's a satire of, um, you know, futuristic society, utopian society. Um, well, what is it, do you think about the, what, well, go ahead. I was going to say like, if, if the viewers don't haven't seen the movie or watching this review, the, we should probably re- briefly mention what the society is. So mm-hmm. he goes to yeah. sleep. He, he gets, he gets arrested and gets put under the ice in, in 96 uh, and they show this just like 
once again, LA's on fire. Like, literally, the first scene is just, like, the Hollywood sign is on fire. There's fires fucking <laughs> everywhere. It is just, like, Mad Max hell. He wakes up in 2032, and the whole world is just so peaceful. Like, cops don't know how... Like, they, they need instructions on how to be assertive. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the little stuff in that throughout the movie yeah, is just great. Like, and, essentially pr- almost prophetic to YouTube videos on how to do something. You know? It's, <laughs> it, Try this. And their, fa- their, mu- their favorite music stations are, like, um, jingles. Commercial jingles. Commercial jingles, jingles, jingles yeah. Jingles, yeah. They're all fucking singing, like, uh, the Armor Oscar Mayer Wiener hot dog or shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's just... They're just a bunch of fucking saps uh it's pathetic and, it, and that's what makes it such a great satire because you have them like the 90s action one of the 90s action icons of stallone in the fucking like if the, in the future the liberals want you to live in <laughs> kind of, well pretty much um, I, I i mentioned that in my notes too that this version of the future is a bit of a a, a bit of a conservative cautionary tale you know, it's if you well, have a nanny state, because remember, yeah, in this I mean, version, I'd you, say 50 50. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I can see it being read as like, oh, this is like this is what the social justice warriors want to happen. But at the same point, like the the core of the movie is like you you need to have both sides. You can't be because they show the other yeah, half of the society who right. lives purely off of like freedom. Like if I yeah, want to slather and played by Dennis, yeah, Leary. Dennis Leary and his quintessential nineties <laughs> rants and stuff, which were fun. I mean, he, but if I want to slather myself in like pe- jelly and just run naked down main yeah, street, he does I have one the of right his to do that. I was going to say, he yeah. does like a bit of his stand up like in the movie. So <laughs> I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy like to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol i want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese okay i want to smoke a cuban cigar the size of cincinnati in a non-smoking section i want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading playboy magazine why because i suddenly might feel the need to okay well now, yeah so but, that's but that's what i mean by i think it's a bit of a conservative cautionary tale because what they're telling you is this is because they don't view themselves as, as liberals they're like freedom remember people that are very very conservative they want pure freedom they don't want a nanny state they don't want someone telling them what they can and can't eat what they can and can't say and all this mm-hmm. um and so what happens to, to them they're they're driven down like, into the underground to eat rats so i'm not i'm not saying that this movie yeah. is overly political i'm saying in the 90s this was viewed I was gonna as say, absurd i think it's it does make i i and I, I would hesitate to go all the way to say it's it's conservative i think it, it makes a point of you know you can't how go things too could far. be I guess pushed it, too far. When I say yeah, conservative, I mean about like... modern conservatives look at this and go, "See, that's what I'm talking about." Oh, yeah. I don't think it was yeah. intentionally meant with like conservative values or anything like that. But it's because I don't think standard. any of us who I mean, and, and I don't want to you know get into personal politics necessarily, but I think we all consider ourselves to be pretty liberal people. Um, but I don't think any of us would agree that this is a society that we found to be, you know ideal Fuck. no, <laughs> no, no not I, don't, at all. I don't want to be ticketed for all the swearing that i do because that's what they do you, in the movie too if you swear yeah, they yeah. fucking give you a fine yeah and one like, of the long-running gags of the of the movie yeah, is stallone swearing and like every time even if it's like way off in the background buried down in the sound mix yeah you'll hear like the thing ding and like print yep, out the every fucking <laughs> like, time yeah it's great um yeah it's, it's, it's done really well and and 
I guess I wrote in my notes, I wrote down dystopian many times in, in my notes, and I'm like, no, no, it's no, that's dy- wrong. This is like the opposite of that. This is like uh, criticizing of like what, what an overly it's... utopian society yeah. would be. But it's also showing that like something like this, like Joe called it the nanny state, but something like that is can't exist without you know a certain amount of corruption and that's what you see is this uh you know group of social elites that are kind of the leaders um or you know the people living up above ground but they live under this like strict kind of you know i don't know if you'd even call it a moral code because they don't seem yeah i mean like i guess yeah a strict like moral code of what you know you can't step outside (laughs) of the certain lines because you're you don't want to offend anybody or i think i um, think wesley snipes character uh phoenix puts it best uh the the, the whole state is run by evil mr rogers mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah yep. well and i think even um, the way that and, and that's again just a root of what i meant by like a conservative thing is this would be by today's standards like I, i'm surprised rush limbaugh doesn't cite this movie more as this is where we're headed you know yeah. um because yeah it, it is a bad situation and again we would all agree to yeah nobody wants to be fined for for swearing um and i don't you can't think, have sex either yeah sex, sex is illegal allowed. even kissing yeah. is, well, is no, very frowned upon fluid transfer is illegal right. like some sort of sexual with well you have to yeah. have you <laughs> have yeah you, you have which virtual, my gosh i'm sitting there sex. thinking well, okay let, let me back up and just ask like my primary question we can get into all the aspects of this and that is like this was made in the 90s and i think it had a lot of really clever ideas but it became like borderline prophetic like with like a bunch oh. of the stuff that it like here it's it's oh, actually yeah. much I, I feel like it's much more effective now and the sex scene was actually something that reminded me because of like all the virtual reality goggles and and sets mm-hmm. and you know obviously people are using it for that function now um <laughs> it's just and... as awkward now as it was then it's just yeah, weird to just watch a person the, just go right. nuts with the headset on. <laughs> um, you know what my favorite part my, of that bit, though? Very quickly. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't catch it until I watched it this time, but she hands him a towel. He, she goes like, here you go. Yeah. Like, before they get yeah. started. <laughs> just like, like, no big deal. Yeah, oh, my your, fucking God. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep. there's suede everywhere. There's just suede in the future. That, that You don't want that shit to get ruined. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the towel was made of <laughs> suede, too, though, so. <laughs> of the of all of the stuff that's kind of like you put p- prophetic in this like you know there's essentially how-to videos on youtube um you know there's there's yep. tablets and video conferencing but the one thing that i caught that i wouldn't have caught the last time i saw this because it's been so long ago but it it caused me to pause the movie and search for it when when they realized that phoenix has escaped cryogenic and he killed some people at the police station and then left and they're trying to figure out, well, okay, so we know some people have died. Who would have done it? Sandra Bullock's character says to go ahead and look up who was on, who had parole hearings that day. Who was being thought up for parole? Did either of you catch this? Okay. I mean, I remember I remember that. Okay. Yeah, that's how they the found fir- one of, Phoenix. One of the first names above Phoenix's that of people that were, were paroled or interviewed for parole today was fucking Scott Peterson. Oh, really? No shit. <laughs> Wow. And I'm sure it was just a random name they picked, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. whoa, I mean, is that weird? That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, they, I mean, luckily it's a fairly, uh, you know, right. No, no offense, Joe Peterson, but exactly. like, you know, a fairly no. common name. Oh, there <laughs> like was a while there where I was getting a little like, scared because it's like, well, I got a lot of Petersons in the news right now and none of it's good. But yeah, um, yeah I yeah. caught that one. Scott so it's like Drew, they, they yeah. an unintentional gag, that one, right? And then the intentional gag with yep. about Jeffrey Dahmer about thawing him out. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I didn't oh, work. Yeah. 
I love that guy. I love that guy. That's <laughs> that, like, yeah. that was before he oh, this was, was made in the leftovers. Before, yeah, yeah he yeah. was had the things done to him with the broomstick. Yeah, okay. Right. But yeah, I also noticed something in this that I I just wanted to throw out real quick that I a little bit of that suspension of disbelief went away, and then I was able to bring it back when I was like, would would antique ammo that's over thirty years old still work? I had the same fucking thought. And I googled it, and apparently <laughs> yeah. if it's stored properly in a museum, yes. Hmm. Yeah, so if it was because it all came out of the muse- 20th century museum, I guess that... I'm surprised they had that much, but... <laughs> yeah. No. They had a lot. But yeah, it's it's stored it serves the purposes of one them. location. <laughs> right. That when, well, yeah, when, but I mean, when in the society, lockdown, would, you lock a person that... in with it. Right. See that as a problem, yeah. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I mean, how how much do you think, like, I feel like the other aspect of this that just kind of uh, rings true nowadays is, like, the um, entire society built on this um, idea that nobody should be offended or uncomfortable at any point, and, like, the, even the cops um, need, like, uh, pointers on how to be assertive or mm-hmm. how to, like, you know, tell anybody how to do anything <laughs> or... Um, it just seems like it kind of rings even more true than perhaps it did when they were um, making this movie. Or, you know, kind of terrifyingly, maybe we've moved, you know, towards this as an actual, you know, coming, uh, the society becoming kind of a reality. But um, what do you guys think? I mean, how does, how does, uh, we're going to go back into this zone, but how does like the, the social media world of, you know, I'm offended and toxic trolls is like social media culture, um, how does that atmosphere that we're living in now change Demolition Man for you from when you saw it in the 90s? I honestly, it, it made me realize, especially the way they keep talking about how brutal and savage the 90s were. I, I find <laughs> that kind of funny because I, I think that that is what in so many words we're hearing now. Is, yeah. Except it's not even the 90s, it's you like mean, the 2010s. You mean the harsh and, <laughs> harsh and brutal 90s stuff she had in her office, the lethal weapon and the red yeah. chili peppers, right? Right, right. But I, I <laughs> And we, on the show in the past, we've talked about um, you know, social, social, I don't want to say just trends, but changes in what's socially acceptable, you know, especially popping up in movies like this movie wouldn't get made today or that, well, that joke wouldn't fly today. Um, you know, aspects of, of reverberations from the Me Too movement uh, and, and so on. But I, I th- what I really like about this is the first few moments you see the future and you see the utopia, it, yeah, it looks pretty good. And then mm. in, in an hour and a half past that, you're realizing, no, this is not good. There's a lot of problems. These underground people aren't just a bunch of hardened criminals. They're 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 the everyman they're the working class this is yeah they're they're eating rats so they can be free from what you know everybody's saying just because you call it a utopia it's not right just because they're all saying this is the perfect peaceful world it's not because you can't do this you can't do that um everything is an overreaction Um, you accept your government tracking chip and you you know play by their rules or you go eat rat underground that's essentially that's your freedom you you have the, the freedom to choose one or the other um even the concept of freezing somebody and rehabilitating them by trying to alter their brain synapses while they're in cryogenic freeze. And as, as Stallone's character points out, you're not asleep that whole time. 
Yeah. He was he was he had memories. He knew things that were going on around him and but they've told everybody that they're not. So it's a, an incredibly inhumane way of treating prisoners for anything. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was always a very poignant moment in that one um cuz I think everyone just assumed like, "Oh, you were frozen. What difference does it make to you?" And he's like, "No, no, no. I like I I felt, you know, I felt things. I remember things and like all yeah. that time and just, you know, the line about his like wife blink. pounding on the side of the ice." you know yep. screaming yeah. for him he remembers that and so yeah i think it is a bit of a cautionary tale um what about you well um so it's easy to kind of read into like comparing it to like the social justice warriors of today for example or or um like a lot of people i think a lot of people give a lot of weight to, towards that one uh nobody wants to be told what to do and as a result if if they feel like somebody's just like hey you know maybe that's not an appropriate thing to say they kind of like overcompensate and like well you're just one of those other people who want to control me and they kind of right. overdo it so it's it's always it, this is it's a very i'm going to try to speak very like carefully about it because it's it's a very <laughs> yeah. it's a very loaded and complicated situation in which you have two sides or two sides are formed and the way it's set up is one side's always feeling the other the opposite the opposing side is is a threat and therefore they must amp up their own feelings even if they don't initially feel that strongly about it but they need to compensate and ramp up their own feelings and attack what they feel is either a toxic or threatening culture and it's just a brutal cycle that gets uh, thrown around and and no conflict is actually ever resolved because what happens is you have a group that separates itself and joins its own and be, echo chamber is a term that comes to mind mm -hmm. a lot and that happens mm -hmm. a lot nowadays that's the these, these are the parts that i was focusing on and you have that with the utopian society and the underground you have two parts of society that are completely separated from each other and they're they're breathing in their own shit they're breathing yep. in their own fucking fumes. Yep. Same goes with like sides nowadays, and the mm -hmm. the core the the end conflict. It was kind of a weak end conflict, but the core message in in um, Spartan Stallone's character John Spartan when he brings the two when the two the two sides of society collide <laughs> on that street yeah. and they're like. The one society lost its leader and like, what are we going to do? And then you got Dennis Leary's character going like, listen, we're going to get fucking shit faced, badass mm -hmm. naked, smoke a bunch of drugs and spray paint the whole city. It's that, like that's <laughs> and he's like, hold on, that's pure chaos. You guys just need to like work together and figure meet it out. You got to meet <laughs> yeah. in the middle. And I think that's the main thing. So when, when you look at this movie and like, well, is this a cautionary tale about liberals towards conservatives or or vice versa? It, what it is is like. Don't listen to a person it's, who will tell you that their ideal will work for the rest of everybody else because that can right. work both fucking ways. Yeah. You need to meet it's, in the middle and just talk to one another. Yeah, like, it's a cautionary tale about extremes. Yeah, I think. yeah. And, yes. it, it, and even though the the, in, the ending is is a bit simplistic, the the you know because it's still a nineties action kind of, movie. Kind of likes yeah. it that it, that you can kind of be like. Yeah, it's super simple to be like, you know, we need to put aside our differences and kind of meet in the middle. You know, everybody's different, yada, yada. It's it's really simple, kind of feel-goody philosophy. But at the same time, yeah. I think we could use a little bit of that <laughs> like, shit. You know, it's like, yeah, sometimes um, it's that simple, right? And I yeah, will like, say, I will argue that if you are a liberal or a conservative person and you have not talked to your uh, opposite liberal or a, a conservative friend 
because you feel like no no they have those different views you guys need to come together and watch this movie it will bring you both together well and i think <laughs> yeah. an important thing That's, to note about this and everyone loves demolition man right 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 because it's worth liking about this too is i mean i'm kind of talking about you know your own echo chambers and stuff i think I think a lot of if you were to show this movie to somebody who is very conservative, they're gonna like I said before, they're gonna go see this is what we're worried about, and people on the left are gonna say, yeah, we don't want this either. So there's that misconception yeah. not only about your own views, but the misconceptions about what the uh, what other people think. Yeah, um, I mean, I, yeah. I think somebody who you know is politically left could use the. Um, you know, dystopian underground as kind of a like, well, see, we're we're afraid of this Wild West kind of situation. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think either one. I mean, both of these. Nobody wants a fucking a same we're show. We're also tunes. talking about a movie. Nobody wants the same show tunes in a <laughs> right, car right. ride. No one wants yeah. that shit. What we want right. is the car yeah, that drives its fucking jingles. self. That's what we want. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I think that the and maybe a sex the, helmet. <laughs> oh, I'll what? take the sex. No, Why kidding. not? <laughs> I'm not. I, am oh. I kidding? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. So, it's uh... ask Corey. <laughs> well, she, she might be in favor. I don't know. Anyway, edit that <laughs> <laughs> or not. Um, but yeah, no. I think simple. You're right. But I think that's you know being it's kind of a, you know it's a, a lightweight satire, um, but actually makes a lot of good points. And and at the end, it's simple. But honestly, I can't come up with a better way to kind of put it you know given given the the situation we're presented with in this film like yeah we need a little bit of this we need a little bit of that we need to get this shit together because the extremes don't work for anyone and i think that's the most powerful part of the message simple it may be but uh, yeah because you have a society who thinks too much about the society as a whole and ignoring the individual and you got one that thinks way too much about the individual too much looking at you dennis leary What's with the green jello Good. thing? I don't know what is up with him wanting okay. green jello all over his naked body, but it sticks it sticks in your fucking head and you don't don't yeah, fucking need that. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Anyway. That was on un- So yeah. um Oh sorry, go ahead, Joe. No, no, that's fine. That was no, I was gonna say, um we kind of ran ourselves out of time already. I got had a few more things here, but I'm actually gonna don't have anything I'm hundred percent uh married to, so Let's go ahead and get to the most important thing I wanted to talk about, and that's what's your favorite moment in uh, Demolition Man? Do you guys have uh, one that sticks out, Ryan? Oh, shit. You threw me right away. Uh, yeah. Goddamn. God, it's it's hard because I enjoy all the satire um, of the whole fucking film. That's usually my favorite my favorite bits, and definitely it's it's social commentary on, on, on dystopian mm-hmm. futures uh, or utopian dystopians. Um, I I have to say I, I'm gonna go with gag here because uh, I can't think of a particular scene altogether, but uh, it's it's the swearing machine. It's between that and the seashell joke, <laughs> yeah. but the swearing machine, like you said, like it's throughout the whole fucking movie. Like even in in a main scene, it's off in the distance, and like when someone swears, it go ding. You are fine. One credit. Um. <laughs> yeah it's just it's always fucking there and it's it's just great it's my favorite character <laughs> i i'd have you, i'd have to say it, yeah it's the 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 fines for the soaring machine but specifically the, the moment when he's asking about the three seashells and they're making fun yes. of him for not knowing how and he walks over to the machine and he just starts quietly chewing it out and taking the tickets and then be like so much for the three seashells and walks back in the bathroom 
out of yeah. all of what we've been talking yeah. about, how this movie is really quite smart with the way it's handling the utopian things and this cautionary tale about, you know, extreme political views. I don't know. It's the guy using uh, uh, swearing tickets to wipe his ass. That's my favorite scene. It, it is a good, it is <laughs> kind of like a good thing. Like, it's like taking your parking tickets and literally wiping your ass. Yeah. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Not out of spite, because out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Joe's right. I, Joe wins that one. <laughs> I think I, I, if I had to pick something, I'm gonna kind of cheat on this, but I'm gonna say um, my favorite thing about this film is is actually Stallone in this movie. I actually think this is a really great um, performance. His straight man in this movie is so funny. Like he does such a good job of just like, um, you know, play playing this. Uh, oh God, are we gonna say it? I'm gonna say the do it fish out of water in yeah. this, uh, <laughs> um but yeah no he, he's just he's right on with everything and i i think that um this movie i think changed how i saw him as an actor and i went on to you know find a lot of other things i enjoy but um he's I fantastic like- in this most of the humor in this entire movie works because of him so he's a good that makes him like the perfect leading man in this and um his his you know uh performances versus snipes you know with sandra bullock i think they you know he builds those characters as well so i actually think that uh sly kind of kills it in this one this is a a, i'm gonna i'm gonna change my answer because joe joe got actually the best ticket one so i'm actually gonna change my answer to (laughs) wesley snipes every scene with wesley snipes is just a riot he is Uh, one of my favorite lines he says is when he opens up the sewer drain going "Ooh, i love that smell reminds me of biscuits (laughs) and gravy gravy. (laughs) 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 fucking florida did you catch the few do you catch the few times though where his uh blue contact lens switches eyes from like one shot to the next (laughs) i did not there's a few times oh yeah yeah, I was like, wait, is that uh, the left or the right? And I go back and oh, that changes. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, because he has two Cont- different eye colors for those who don't know, like yeah. in the movie. Yeah, a con- continuity person got fired for that. No. Um, that's that's but, still not the worst I've seen in a, in anyway. a movie. Yeah. But yeah, so, so yeah. Wesley Snipes. If you're going to say Stallone, I'm going to yeah, say Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I was going to say I cheated, so I'll allow it, Yarn. Um, and I, 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 I would put him like my second favorite. I, there's so much about this movie I like, so um, anyway. Um, so I have a feeling we're going to kind of come in right around the same on this one but we gotta assign this thing a grade so um let's start with you joe if you had to give this thing a grade what uh i I, i'd go with an a minus honestly and the the minus is only because of um there it is a bit dated in a few things it avoids some of the more common traps for being dated for being a futuristic movie uh the fact that this was made in it came out in 93 but it, it takes place initially in 96 so they're already making some big leaps for three years of technology three years um <laughs> yeah and there's a, a few uh a few weird cuts here and there in it but overall it's um yeah it's got some great lines wesley snipes is, is great it's very over the top in everything the utopian concept is over the top stallone is over the top he's got some terribly cheesy lines that work mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you know sending a maniac to get a maniac kind of shit that that is just pretty ridiculous but it it's um always a joy to to revisit this one and uh yeah it's one that it, it took me watching it again for the first time in 15 20 years to realize why don't i own this so that's going to yeah. get rectified soon yeah i gotta i will i will say buy buy a better dvd than what i ended up buying i bought one of those like it's definitely a straight vhs rip 
Oh. <laughs> like, like, oh, this isn't high def at all. Uh, even though I spent five bucks on a used DVD, I'm like, I might down the line want to get a better, cleaner version because it's worth it. Well, that they're... doesn't have to be in the show, by the way. I just wanted to say that <laughs> as a general rule. As it well, avoid the uh, the one I got from um, the public library here was a dual layered disc, so That's... it had like it was back when they were doing the full screen with widescreen on the back, and that always decreases the quality because you know it, it it only fits so much data and they have to kind of cram it in. So they do lower res transfers, and yeah, it looks kind of like yeah, VHS would be a good comparison, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so. because because the thing that you had. Uh, the fa- the link you shared was just high def, and I was like, "Wow, this movie yeah, aged yeah. well. It's beautiful." Then I got the actual full movie. I'm like, then "Oh got, shit!" Yeah, My, so mine was a little grainy and kind of, you know, yeah. so-so quality. It, I've seen worse, but well, because I still own VHS tapes. But yeah, anyway, I'm old. Anyway, Ryan, if you had to grade this movie, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so. I love. I actually. I, I do love this movie enough to during the review. I'm like, why don't I own this movie? I, I I should own this movie. It's what it's. I'm not huge. I can watch action films. I did watch action films. I just it wasn't one. It wasn't things that I particularly felt like I needed to own, like those '90 Schwarzenegger Stallone action type things. But this one I did. Mm-hmm. This one I enjoyed, and it's because of the satire. Like honestly, the action is fine, but I think the action's fun. Um, yeah, but it's got a couple of really, actually, pretty fantastic action scenes. We, it does talk about, but Spe- yeah. especially like the the the, the final uh, conflict at the end of the movie uh, mm. is, is fucking great. But it's the satire that fucking wins it for me. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't the first thing to fucking do it, but it's definitely like, it's an action movie that you can just like fucking laugh at, and like it. That's the point. Like, there's there's it. There's an intentional reason to do so. Um, I mean, there's even there's a line at one point where uh, Phoenix, uh, Wesley Snipes' character, is is um, stealing guns from the museum, and he's and he, he takes a gun from a mannequin and goes, "Excuse me, Rambo." I'm like, "Ah, yeah. it's a Stallone." <laughs> and they have like a joke about uh, Schwarzenegger being president at uh, at one point oh, yeah. in history. And he, it's like president. <laughs> yeah, and then there's yeah. like the the franchise wars, which resulted in every fucking restaurant in the future being a Taco Bell yeah. or a Pizza Hut if you had the European which is, edit. Which is, by the way, a Judge Dredd reference from the comic famous comic series of Judge Dredd. The well, franchise wars is straight out of that. There's the so, third. There's the third there's a link clue. To that. Yeah, 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 there you go. It's full circle. But um, fucking Wesley Snipes is a goddamn treasure in this. He goes up against Stallone. Uh, great he's a great like adversary uh same with stallone he's he's good he's good enough it's it's good because there's a certain level of like kind of making fun of manly men where like john spartan's rehab is he's a seamstress that's his actual yeah. hidden design because the rehab chips make you have like these inner skills and <laughs> desires knit, and he knits, he knits sandra he knits, sweater <laughs> he knits her whole sweater the next day and he's like i'm a fucking seamstress when he finds out about how this shit works and it's great i'm like yeah fucking it's just fucking i don't know i love it I, this is an a minus for me it's probably be an a as it probably would have been an a but it is it is kind of held back by some 90 things um and and rewatch it and it's just like okay this kind of goes fairly fairly quickly but it's still a fun movie i really suggest people watch this one it's great yeah yeah i'm gonna be like pretty much right there with you guys um i love this movie i've loved it pretty much since the first time i saw it and every time i see it i think i love it a little bit more 
Um, I think it's aged incredibly well besides like, and you could say this of any sci-fi movie that the tech is going to age out. I mean, that just happens with sci-fi movies. They, they are, no matter how they're set in the future, they're just a little bit of a product of their age as well. Um, so there's some tech stuff like, you know, he's playing video on discs still, like they didn't properly predict that everything would be streaming or, you know, Wi-Fi doesn't exist or that, that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, it's social commentary is like still right on hits the nail right on the head and i think uh, people nowadays will maybe even find it a little more poignant than they were finding it in 1993 um it's fun it's funny there are great action scenes um the cast is great the script is great i don't know i, I love this movie it's it's also about as it's it's about as 90s as you can get to we were talking about you know wesley snipes costume and hair and all um, a lot of the costumes and stuff in this movie are, are especially when you get down into like the dystopian mad max underground people um, very 90s set design and stuff. It's 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 got a lot of 90s style to it, but I don't think it's so much so that it it becomes a time capsule. I think you can still get a lot of lot out of this, even if you're, you know, not a 90s child like we all are. So um, anyway, I got to give this one an A. This is like a favorite. I can't believe I don't own it. And now I'm gonna go change that as soon as I can. So I did find Just by the not, way not on, the dual layer DVD on uh, <laughs> on Amazon Prime for about. A little under $17. There's a Stallone collection on Blu-ray that comes with Cobra, Assassins, Tango, and Cash, The Specialist, and Demolition Man. Just saying. Man, that that's like two good movies and some other Stallone movies, but, I mean, hey, what can you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cobra's You're a already classic. on Amazon well, like I, said, I, can, I, I can hear I, your I'm mouth, Eric. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I'm a fan. I can watch him in other in stuff that might not be my favorite movie. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did sit through Stopper. My mom will shoot. So I think I did at one point too. In fact, I think I I, I was the right age that I kind of liked that movie. I wonder what that would be like now. Honestly, one of my favorite Stallone performances though is the Orange Julius guy on Saturday Night Live. If you haven't <laughs> seen that skit, I I charge you to I seek think it out. I have. Because he's actually not, I, it's, he's working in a foot locker because it used to be an Orange Julius and then they changed it and he just stayed there. So he's still trying to sell everybody Orange Julius is from a shoe store. I wonder if that's a metaphor for his career. It's pretty great. And it, it's from like the <laughs> 90s. It's so weird. <laughs> but so anyway, um, we should leave. If people uh, love Demolition, or, you, oh, oh, I guess I'll throw out the challenge. If anybody doesn't, like, as well, all we did was gush about how wonderful this movie is. If anyone doesn't like Demolition Man, I would love to well, hear your opinion. Well, fuck you. Yeah. You have been fine. <laughs> Play then, the thing in the background. I'll tell you where to stick it. No, I'm just kidding. I'd like to hear, yeah, why Why is this uh, not a movie that appeals to you? And, and Joe, let them know where they can stick that opinion. If uh, That's right. <laughs> you can first activate the three seashells and then you can also find us and leave us here any of your comments questions comments criticisms or witticisms to video junkyard podcast at gmail.com you can find us at twitter at video junk pod or at the video junkyard podcast facebook group or regular facebook page we would love to hear from you uh what's your favorite scene from this movie or is there something about this that just doesn't sit with you how do you feel this holds up in um conversation is should this one be brought up more in conversations regarding uh, modern day politics i think it has a place in it i think just enjoy the Agreed. movie i mean yeah. you can yeah, but no. that too it doesn't have to go there <laughs> i mean it does so anyway much. whether you like it or not it's there yeah. but it's gonna come it's gonna come up but just yeah, don't I know, let I'm that saying, be... <laughs> like, you can't say this about like you know last action hero 
That's that. You bring that up in a public <laughs> I beg to fucking differ. Like, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. We got a lot of great stuff coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast. We're going to be watching Cats. And after that, we got a lot of great stuff coming up on the <laughs> Video Junkyard Podcast. Uh, we'll be looking at Velocipaster, the Netflix series Living With Yourself, The Quiet Earth, um, and Barry Lyndon. So lots mm-hmm. of good stuff coming up in 2020. Good old uh, I did want to share some excellent news with you. If uh, Obviously, you're listening to us somehow out there, either on SoundCloud or via whatever uh, podcast um app or um aggregate that you um choose so your stitcher podcast addict uh google play whatever it is that you i just wanted to make the announcement finally i think this is going to be news to my co-host as well we are finally on spotify so oh, if spotify hey. is your thing you can now find the video junkyard podcast on spotify so all of our backlog we got all of our um backlog of episodes are there as well so um, I, and I, that I, also does include ryan the tv junkyard podcast uh however it is lumped lumped in with our podcast so um we can talk about if you would like to change that but, choose anyway. so you can choose the episodes yes. but choose wisely so. yes choose. I, <laughs> including I our own i thought he was going to announce his pregnancy but not like a like a normal like pregnant like schwarzenegger situation more like a weird human tumor schwarzenegger situation we got to figure out what's up with schwarzenegger anyways yeah i guess yeah. It technically yeah. it is like a, a pregnant yeah. and it's spotify and it's it Spotify. Spotify is the baby. Oh, yeah. So, but of course, we want to name note. your baby yeah. Spotify. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the Video Junkyard podcast, uh, as always. And we hope you uh, come back and join us again next time. Until then, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Sisko saying, how do those damn three seashells things work? He doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafried. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. <laughs>